Hello, beautiful. You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am grateful for you sharing your energy with me, and I hope that whatever I say today, the stories I tell, that they help you on your journey in, in some way. So let's talk about chronic illness and disease and whether or not we really can heal from those diagnoses that we receive. For those of you that aren't aware, I had Lyme disease for eight very long and dark years. I say that (laughs) because anyone who has Lyme disease knows exactly what I'm talking about. I call it Lyme hell. You're living in Lyme hell. I have now been free of Lyme disease for right over three years. And I thank God and myself every single day for that. I speak with people from all over the world for readings and sessions and individual coaching and mentoring. And I do run into so many sick people. Whether it's Lyme disease or lupus or MS or... um, cancer or, I mean, you name it, right? The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, I am a firm believer that every illness and disease has an emotional basis. There is something going on emotionally that is making us sick or allowing us to be sick or allowing our bodies to attack itself. And these aren't necessarily things that you would know on a conscious level. Like we can have emotional crap buried subconsciously in our cellular memories. That's what I learned on my path anyway, my path to health and well-being and taking my body back. I remember back when I was trying to find answers when I was so sick, just always felt like shit (laughs) and you know Lyme disease there's I don't even know what is it upwards of 60 plus symptoms perhaps it's a lot and you can have one or you can have all of them I mean except you know there are some that only men have and only women have but you can have just about all of them and I did have just about all the symptoms that go with Lyme disease if you ever want to check out the symptoms for Lyme it's a really really good website It is called, uh uh-oh, I have to think now. It's the New York Lyme Association site. And as this is recording, I think it's Empire State. I'm typing it in. It's Empire State Lyme, L-Y-M-E, DiseaseAssociation.org. It's a long one. Empire State Lyme Disease Association.org. So if you get on that website on the left-hand side, it has where you can click on symptoms and see all the symptoms that uh, Lyme disease can produce. They also have extensive information on how Lyme is misdiagnosed and how it's often diagnosed as things like MS and lupus and other things. I remember when I had Lyme disease, I had, I was really sick. Like I actually was on an inhaler. So I had asthma when I had Lyme disease. 
I never had asthma before that, and I have not had it since I kicked Lyme disease's ass out of my body. But I did have an inhaler, and I remember one time I was having some difficulty, and I went in and they did scans of my lungs, and I had lesion. I had a lesion in both lungs. Now, my ego started telling me the story of, oh, my God. You know, I had quit smoking probably 20 years before that, but then the story started, oh, my God, I didn't quit in time. Like, I didn't quit soon enough. So I had to go in and start having, I think I had to go in every three months to have them look, you know, they had to do another scan just to make sure that they hadn't changed. And so over time, you know, they didn't change. So then three months went to six months. The first year or two, I went every three months. Well, as I started doing the deep diving work into those murky waters of my soul, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but as I got started diving in and finding the things that were keeping me sick that were actually allowing something to take over my body. The doctor who was doing the scans on my lungs was baffled because they were getting smaller. The lesions that had been there for two plus years, same size, were now starting to, I don't know, dissipate, disappear, get smaller. And at one point when I was right Right before I really had eliminated all Lyme disease symptoms, uh, they were non-existent. They, they were gone. So he told me, you know, you don't ever have to, you don't have to come back unless you ever have another issue. But, and I was off of the inhaler. Like, that's one thing that happens when you start healing from Lyme. All of the stuff that you thought you were stuck with starts disappearing. So for those of you that don't know about Lyme disease, it, um, there are things called spirochetes, the Lyme spirochete. They actually look like little tiny wiggly squiggly worms in your blood with a little round knot. I don't know how to explain it, a knot on either end. So it's a little squiggly wormy looking thing with a little round ball on either end of it. And they, they move around your blood and they take nutrients from you and they suck the life out of you. Basically, um, they can actually get into your brain and begin running the show and that's where a lot of people experience like um you know actually bipolar issues or depression um and this is not going to be like i am i'm going to have a follow-up on this by the way speaking with my naturopath lynn wright about all of the different things that lyme can can um can cause including there is a, a lyme induced autism and I have several families that I worked with as a speech pathologist whose children had the diagnosis of Lyme or they were headed that direction. And I suggested they need that they see Lynn first before they, because I just intuitively got that they needed to see Lynn. But sometimes, you know, some families I would say that too and, some, and others I would just suggest they go to her. But I wouldn't say anything about the intuitive part because I did not feel they were open to that. So I have several families that did follow up and went to see Lynn and sure enough, their children had Lyme disease and when they started treatment and began getting it under control, the Lyme disease, I mean, I'm sorry, the autism symptoms or signs or, or gosh, is that the word? What's the word I'm looking at? Um, traits? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, they started disappearing and many of my families, their child is now quote unquote normal. There is no sign or belief of autism. 
autism or I'm Lyme disease can cause Parkinson's. It can cause like I'm, it, it can cause so much paralysis, like so much. So when I was sick at the lowest of my low, <laughs> I mean, I had to close my private practice as a speech pathologist because I couldn't even go to work. I was in so much pain. I had no energy. My hands would shake. I would have vertigo. I'd be dizzy. And this wasn't like 24-7. Just once in a while, these things would show up. Rashes would show up on my skin sometimes. Or sometimes I'd feel like I had a low-grade fever and then I'd have the chills. Like, And it's funny because I've actually talked to some people during readings. It's come up that they needed to get checked for Lyme. And they have like kind of argued with me. Not even me. That One's giving them guidance, whether it's loved ones or angels from the other side that it's ascension symptoms, it's not Lyme. And I'm like, that's okay, that's cool. If that's what you want to go with, and hey, that, cool, because I don't want to start a story inside of you that you got Lyme now. I just suggested you, that you go get checked. So when I was at the lowest of the low, and I knew, I, I never, I, I was so adamant that this is not going to be the way that things end for me. No way. I was such a fit and healthy person before this. There's no way that this is going to be my story. I never once stopped believing that I would get rid of it. But the first hurdle was just getting the diagnosis because I had been tested three times with the um, conventional Lyme disease test, you know, um, modern medicine tests that came up negative each time. But just because of who I am and what I do, I intuitively knew that I had Lyme disease. So when I did find, you know, I prayed for help and I asked God, bring me the helpful person, anyone that can help me get to the next step, you know, get past this on the other side. That's often one way that I pray is I say, bring me whatever's needed to get on the other side of this. Just take that as a little um, God wink. That's, that's something you can pray for. Help me to get on the other side of this. Bring me the people or the whatever it is that's needed to get on the other side of this. So I learned about my naturopath, and yes, I, she did the blood test, which she does do long distance now for people. She can do it through the mail. It's a really amazing test. In fact, we are doing one, my test. Let me look at my calendar. Next week, we are doing my recheck, and then I will be posting that on YouTube, and it will be on my podcast if you want to listen to it. But on my YouTube channel, there will be the video, and you can actually see what she does. I thought it was really important that people see what Lynn does. So you'll actually get to see my blood. So I'm like, oh boy, let's see what's going to be revealed. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. So I went and I was on the, what's the um, protocol for Lyme? I actually went to a Lyme literate doctor in New York. That is so important. I'm going to tell you, if you've ever been diagnosed with Lyme, you must see a Lyme literate doctor. And please, if your doctor says, I know what I'm doing, then you ask them, are you a Lyme literate doctor? They have to be that or they do not know everything about Lyme. I mean, no one really does. It's still like controversial. But you must be going to a Lyme literate doctor. Well, the closest one to me was in New York, two hours away. So I did start seeing him. I was on the protocol. It was triple the dosage of normal antibiotics, which just made me sick, but it didn't matter. I was willing to do anything to get well. I was on, the, on those antibiotics for a year. I would go back every three months, I think it was, that you have to change the antibiotics because the spirochetes, the Lyme spirochetes are so intelligent 
Uh, they begin to put like this shell around themselves where the antibiotics can't get in and kill them. They, they're so fucking smart. So I was on those for a year. And although I did get better, I think the longest I was ever well was 10 days. That was just my day. It seemed 10 days. Like I would be, I'd feel good and go, God, okay, all right, I'm on day nine. Let's go. And here comes day 10. And then 11 comes and I'm on the floor. Like I hit a brick wall. It's back. So then I started the natural routine, the natural stuff that you can do. And I was on that for probably two years, a couple of years. By the way, my Lyme went misdi- uh, misdiagnosed and undiagnosed for five years before it was found. And I had gone to so many specialists to just find out what the hell was wrong with me. And that's the, that's the problem with Lyme. You look fine. So people think, they don't think you're as sick as what you are. You feel like absolute crap. But they're looking at you going, you look fine to me. Like, it's almost like people don't believe you. So the last specialist I saw said, oh, I went to one, believe it or not. I I couldn't believe it because one of the symptoms that some people get with Lyme, and I did, was neck pain, severe neck pain and headaches. And so I went to one specialist. He said, okay, well, we need to do a a breast reduction. I'm like, what the fuck is, what? Well, what about the other 40 things I just told you about? Well, we're just going to take care of the, you know, this will take care of the neck pain and the headache. And thank God I didn't do that. I knew he was full of shit. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. He just wanted to, like, make some bucks on surgery, I think. But the last specialist I went to said he found nothing wrong. Now, this is at a time when I'm going in and I'm having cortisone shots put into my elbows because I'm in so much pain, I can't even hardly bend my arm or raise my arm for no reason. And my elbows were hot to the touch. It was so bizarre. And they would give me cortisone shots. And yet the specialist saying, I can't find anything wrong with you. They couldn't find a cause for my elbows. Lyme is so crazy. But he said, you need to go to a psychiatrist. I about flipped out. And I looked at him and I said, I will have to because the next person that tells me that, I'm going to kill them. And so I will be going to a shrink. Ooh, I had had it. I was at my wit's end. So anyway, that's when I met Lynn. Okay, so we went to modern medicine, did that. Naturopath did that, or, or the natural remedies for Lyme for two years. I still had it. It would always come back. So I always heard stress. So, okay, good stress or bad stress, either one can make it come on. That's fine. So I started eliminating stress. Started going to yoga religiously. Hot yoga. By the way, hot yoga really does help with Lyme because heat kills the spirochetes. Anything, I think it's 102 degrees or more. And the hot yoga rooms are usually about 105. So some days I went and I laid there. I was so sick I would just lay on the floor and I'd get up and do one pose if I could and I'd lay back down. And I sometimes I'd cry to myself just because I wanted to be like everyone else in the room. But I never gave up. I kept going. Now I'm in the front room, front, front row. I'm in the front row and I go four to five times a week. So back then when the natural stuff, I realized I'm still sick and I was walking one day and I was literally begging to, I said, I mean, I was crying and I pretty much fell to my knees and I'm like, God, how do I, how do I, you know, I asked God, how do I heal from this? Because I've seen myself on the other side of this. I've seen myself well. 
and this gentle voice, again, not, it's not saying I heard it in this outer area outside of my ear, but I heard it in my head, and it was the most beautiful, loving, gentle voice that says, you must look inside. I knew what he meant as soon as I heard that. There was shit inside of me <laughs> that I had buried so deep. Guilt, shame, resentment, anger, you name it, so much. That's what was keeping me sick. So I started peeling the layers, the layers of that onion. I posted a, a picture on Facebook, oh gosh, several months ago. Maybe it was last year or the year before. It was, I cut into the, a red onion down the center and I pulled it apart. And right in the center of that onion is a lotus flower. I kid you not, it's like yellow. It's, I'm going to post it on Instagram again. So I'll post that again in case you missed that. I'll show you the lotus flower. And as soon as I saw the lotus flower, I heard again that gentle voice saying, you are ready. Now, I had been well from Lyme for one year. I had been symptom-free for a whole year. I mean, it was a miracle. I did the work. I called it out. I called the shit up. I faced my fears, which, you know, when we feel bad about something, guilty, and we hurt someone, or we, you know, even just me having an abortion, that kept me sick for 20 plus years. So when I cut through that onion and I heard God say, you're ready, I knew what he meant. And it was that I could actually now help others heal themselves from chronic illness. And I have been doing that since then. I've been mentoring people for other things. Like I do, have, I do private coaching and I do, you know, some hire me as a manifesting coach. Some hire me to help them step into their abilities, their the ability to be either a healer or a channeler or medium, angel intuitive, and others hire me, some to find love and some to heal from chronic illness. So I have witnessed people healing, and whether it's from cancer or Lyme disease or MS or lupus or whatever it is, and so I know that we have the ability to heal from chronic illness and disease. And like I said earlier in the podcast, there is always an emotional basis for being sick. Whether it's this lifetime or past, there is always an emotional basis for illness and disease. So I want you to know, any of you, any and all of you, that are suffering, if you're sick, you've got any chronic illness or disease, it's time to heal, my friend. It's time to take your body back. It's time to dive into those murky waters and pull out all of the bullshit that has been keeping you sick, stuck, small, safe. It's time to take all of those rules and limiting beliefs and conditions and negative self-talk and send them on their merry fucking way. Because you are needed. 
You are needed as a warrior, as a gladiator, as a lover, as a healer, as a channeler, as a mother, as a daughter, as a light. You're needed. You are needed as a light worker. Every single one of us. And we cannot shine our light with authenticity if we haven't done the work ourselves. I hear from people all the time that my transparency just lights them up, that I've changed their lives because I don't hold anything back, I don't hide anything. And if you think that was easy for me to start doing, holy shit, no. I mean, I had a complete meltdown, anxiety attack when I started this podcast. When I was even recording my kickoff interview, I had to stop because I lost it. I couldn't believe that I was coming out to the world just to say that I was a medium. I was scared to death, truly. But each time I recorded something, which I started out recording my, the chapters in my book just to make it easy on myself, just to make it, you know, Shan, Shan Vanderleek, who helped me launch my podcast, who is a podcasting genius. If you ever want to launch one, you need to get a hold of Shan Vanderleek. Her background is in radio and television, and she is amazing. And I remember she held my hand through the whole thing. She's like, Julia, just read from your book. You're going to be fine. Just start there. Just get used to be, you know, to be speaking um, with a microphone and then just see how it evolves. Let's just let it happen. And boy, did it happen. <laughs> I talk about everything now, right? So as I did the healing work and I continue to, I'm telling you, I'm always shouting out to the universe, bring it on. Is there anything else that we've got to take care of? Because I'm done and I'm healing this shit once and for all. Bring it, show it, let me know it, like whatever. Let's do it. A lot of people are like, oh, God, I don't want to. I don't want to go the past life and see. I don't want to. Huh, huh, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, good luck. Good luck with all that. Because you're, you're energetically, vibrationally, have all that shit still inside of you, no matter what, how big your smile is on your face. So your light is from within. And I'm not saying that you aren't spreading love and light, even if you got a bunch of crap hidden inside. But I'm here to tell you, it can be so much brighter. It's that, you know, it's that truly that divine connection. The divine connection with God and universe is that divine connection with your self, capital S-E-L-F, that internal light, knowing that I am beautiful, I am loved, I am amazing, I am perfect. The point that I got to where I could forgive any and all who ever hurt me, including the the guy who raped me when I was 14, I knew that I'd made it. Like if I can forgive and send love and angels to that person to help them heal, because I now, I only want healed people on this planet. Like I am, I am working diligently to make sure that happens, whatever I can do on my end. Because I know that anybody that would do that, that would hurt another human being like that, that they got a lot of pain going on inside. I know that they are hurting themselves. So please believe 
you do have the ability to heal from your chronic illness and disease. I've seen people walk out of the hospital who were supposed to die six weeks later from spine cancer. I watched that man walk out. He was healed completely when the doctors had given up. You must believe that the miracle can show up, but you must also do your part and heal your shit. As I mentioned, I do coach and mentor people who are dealing with chronic illness. I can help you if that is something you want to talk about or look into. Reach out to me on email if you need to ever discuss that. It's julia at juliatreat.com. You can also hop on my website, juliatreat.com, and there is a contact link. It is six months working with me, getting your shit healed, <laughs> whether it's past lifetime or this, this lifetime. We're digging in those murky waters together, making it as easy as we can. It can be a beautiful experience as you heal your soul. As your soul heals, your body heals. I am sending you massive, massive love. I pray many, many blessings flow your way from this moment forward. Expect a miracle. God bless.